Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast Friday Q&A. We are doing a Q&A session from the members of our free Facebook group. If you are tuning in and you are not in the free Facebook group yet, make sure you DM me Facebook group and I will get you the information so that we can get you in there and you can be there live asking questions on the next episode. So we've got four questions lined up for the podcast so far and we're going to get right into them. So number one, what is the best split to gain aerobic endurance, power and other physical qualities in a week at a time? So honestly, the best the best split to gain everything doesn't really exist because the goal of training, we want to really build up on one thing at a time instead of trying to hit everything all at the same time. The expression I like to use for that is if you try to master everything, you really master nothing. And so what I would advise doing instead is focusing in on one area. So if you're struggling, let's say more with the endurance, I would spend three to four weeks focusing in on the aerobic, the aerobic endurance, as you said, And then as that starts to improve, shift your focus into power. Now, this is, this is the way I do it with my athletes is there can be more than one physical quality in a program. Like it's not like if you're working aerobic endurance, it has to be all aerobic endurance, but I should be able to look at that program and tell you what the number one focus is, right? So if it's like, if it's all equal parts, aerobic endurance, power, strength, speed, anaerobic, whatever, you're not really going to make very good improvements in any area. But if it's like, you know, a three day a week program and two days are highly aerobic endurance and strength focused, and then the third day has a little bit more power stuff, we'll see some benefit in the power work. And then, and then we'll see extra benefit in the aerobic capacity. So the big things you got to think as an example, when we're talking aerobic work, is you want to make sure that you are doing like you're keeping the body under tension for longer. So this would be things like with weights, having like putting a tempo on your weight. So like three seconds down, three seconds up with every rep. That's a good way to do it. And again, there's not a specific exercise of like it has to be a squat or it has to be a lunge or anything like that. But keeping tempo on your weights and again, focusing on form over actual amount of weight on the bar. Number two is with more conditioning and circuit type of work. So this can be something as simple as uh, this is this can be something as simple as, you know, hopping on a bike and going for interval sessions of like two minutes of work, one minute of rest, something like that. So basically with aerobic work, what you want is a high pace for an extended duration of time, followed by an incomplete rest, followed by a high pace again. You want to do that anywhere from like 12 to 20 minutes. And the reason that you want to go into that range and you don't need to go so much longer is because you, you fight likely if you're watching this nine to 25 minutes, 
right? So every session that you do doesn't need to be hours and hours and hours. It needs to help you improve the physical qualities you need for the duration of the fights that you have. Now, the next question, um, the top ways that you can make money off of your name as an athlete. This is a super fun question. And if you are here live, make sure that you know, make sure that you keep your eyes out because in the new year, we're going to be launching a program to help athletes do this. So for now, but we're going to be launching a program to help athletes learn how to make money off of their name, how to build their name online and how to be able to live sustainably off their careers faster. Now, this question though, what are the top ways to make money off of your name as an athlete? There are a lot of different ways that you can do this. So number one is like hosting private sessions. So I have a number of athletes that have one or two clients a week that they do private sessions with that pay them, you know, anywhere from like 30 to $70 a session. Now, if you actually put time and effort into building up that clientele, into making sure that, you know, you're actually putting time and effort into building that clientele, getting more people into it, you can literally make your whole living off of doing three private sessions a day. And because when it comes to quitting your job to go full-time into your sport, people think that this is a lot bigger of a task than it is. And don't get me wrong, it's not going to be easy, but it's not going to be as hard as you think. If you really break it down, how much do you need coming in to comfortably pay your bills? You know, most people, it's anywhere from like $1,500 to $3,000 a month. So if you were to create packages for, you know, people in your gym or people or friends or family or whoever and sell 10 session training packages for $500, which is $50 a session, which is a very reasonable rate, and you need $2,000 a month to pay your bills, you need to do that four times every month. That's it, right? And again, we can go deeper into exactly how to do that. But the main idea is one of the best ways is private sessions. So, you know, pick whatever martial art that you feel like you are the most competent in and start offering to coach people in that in exchange for money. Now, the way that you advertise that, honestly, Instagram stories. Pick a day every week and post a picture of yourself. If you're, you know, an MMA fighter, as an example, post a picture of yourself getting your hand raised in the cage and then say and then uh, on that picture, post a poll. And that poll is, if I was to offer private MMA sessions, would you be interested? Yes, definitely send me the details. And then the third one, make it some sort of joke answer. And then the reason you want that joke answer is because some people will find that funny. They'll click it and then you'll get more votes on your poll. If you get more votes on your poll, more people see it. And then anyone that answers, yes, I want the details on that. That's a potential client for you to start doing these one-on-one -on -one sessions with. Right. So there are very simple ways. And I'm not going to go that much more in detail right now, but there are other ways that you can start doing it as well. But there's very simple ways that you can start making a little bit of extra cash and in turn, get yourself in the position where you can actually quit your job and get into your sport full time. Now, question number three, why such a long rest when you are training for power? Now, this is something I get a lot on posts uh, when I talk about anaerobic, alactic conditioning, or when I talk about power session. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is something that I hear a lot. And this is like, why such a long rest? Because we'll do like a 15 seconds work, 60 second rest interval. And the reason you want that complete rest and you want the rest to almost feel like too much 
is because the goal is not to exhaust you. The goal is to be at 100% with every single set. Because when you do that power work, the goal isn't to just, you know, get you super fatigued. The goal is to be explosive. So if you don't rest enough, you're not getting the explosive benefit from the power work that you're doing. If you don't get the explosive benefit from the power work that you're doing, then the point of the session isn't actually happening. And if the point of the session is not happening, why are we here in the first place? So you need that extra rest time because the goal is to be at 100% every time you work. And if you're at 100% every time you work, you put more into that 15 seconds, you should still be tired by the end of that session. All right, and finally, um, and I see a couple of other questions rolling in, so we're gonna get to this one here, and then I'm gonna go to a couple of the questions that are rolling in live. So finally, how does overtraining affect performance? So first off, I wanna touch on how you can start to understand whether or not you are overtrained, because that's something that I see in a lot of athletes, but I see a lot of athletes not recognizing themselves. So, excuse me. So the way that you can really tell if you're overtrained, there's a few different things. Number one is when you're at training and somebody needs to say something to you three, four, five times before it starts to actually get in your head, it's not because you're stupid. It's because your body's exhausted and you're not properly registering information, right? So that is usually a sign that you probably need to take a day off. Number two is if you're sparring or drilling with somebody that you are usually much better than and they're starting to get the better of you every single time, that's a very good indication that your body's not registering information as quickly. You're not seeing what's coming at you with the same speed. And as a result, you're not like you're getting beaten by people that shouldn't be beating you. Now, of course, there's an element of skill to that because like people start getting better and they're going to start catching you with some stuff. But if you start realizing that like, oh, I used to be way better than this guy and now I'm just getting touched up when I shouldn't be and you're starting to feel kind of physically exhausted too, very good possibility that you take one day off, go get eight hours of good sleep and you're going to come back the next day a whole different animal. And the final piece with that is when you've got these little nagging injuries, don't get me wrong, I understand it's fighting. Like if you have little nagging injuries, that makes sense. But if you have those little nagging injuries, like let's say like a shoulder that, you know, gives you some pain or whatever, and then usually it goes away in a day or two, and now it's starting to just hang on and that shoulder just doesn't quite feel right anymore. That's generally a sign that the body's ability to recover is compromised because you're overworked. So your body's putting in so much effort just to keep you functioning that it's not actually putting the effort into fixing that problem in the shoulder. So those are ways to actually tell when you are overworked. Now, how does it affect performance? It's going to make you slow. Number one, it's going to make you like, it's going to make you a little bit more mentally compromised. I was trying to find the right way to say that. And like when you're compromised mentally, like when you're going into a round and your body's not processing information quickly, you're going to get hit with shit that you probably shouldn't be getting hit with. And obviously that can cause injury that can cause ex like further problems down the road. So if you're, and then the other thing is it's going to, you're going to fatigue a lot more quickly because your body's putting in so much effort just to keep you functioning that when you try to output a lot very quickly, your body's not going to be able to do it to the same degree it usually is. So you're going to start to fatigue a lot faster. All right. Those were the four questions that I had laid out for the Q and A, but we are going to scroll up because I saw a really good question come in here from Dusty, my boy. 
What is a great marketing tool as a fighter to get the best and most sustainable sponsors? What can I give back to my sponsors to capture them and then make it appealing to them? So number one, man, Instagram. Like, and I mean, like there's arguments for like TikTok and other social media platforms, but social media overall is absolutely number one for this. Like, because the big thing is what you want, like what your sponsors want is to make money, ideally. I'm going to 99 times out of a hundred, your sponsors want to make money. Right. And like, there are going to be some that sponsor you out of the goodness of their heart. But it's like, if you're getting a sponsorship from a supplement company, it's like, they want people buying their supplements. And what's a great way for people that people find out about supplement companies or apparel companies or things like that, social media. So that is going to be the best thing. And honestly, in the beginning, it's just getting active on social media. Like one of the best things you can do is if you have a certain type of apparel that you wear all the time or a certain type of supplement that you use all the time, post about them and tag them in it, even if you're not sponsored. Because first of all, that's going to attract their attention. Like over time, they're going to start coming to your page being like, oh, this guy's always posting about us. Like, and that feels good. And then down the road, you might be able to get a sponsorship from them. But what else is going to happen is other potential sponsors. If you're speaking to somebody else and you're like, yeah, I really, you know, I'm looking for sponsors right now. And you have that conversation. They're going to come to your page and they're going to see that you're posting about this apparel company every single day. And they're going to be like, oh, man, you know, he's not even sponsored by these guys and he's always talking about them. This is the kind of guy that we want to be in business with. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I'll tell you as a business owner, that feels good. Like when an athlete of mine posts about their training session even if it's not like, Hey, everybody, you need to go work with my coach. Like, even if it's just like great session today and a quick video of what they're doing, that feels good. You know, it warms my heart and it makes me happy that like they like it enough that they're posting more about it. You know what I'm saying? So any business is going to appreciate that. And any potential sponsor is going to come to your page, see you posting and tagging, you know, coaches that you work with apparel that you wear supplements that you use, whatever else it is. And be like, man, like, look at how active this guy is always talking about these companies, always posting and tagging these companies just because he believes in them. Like, how do we get on board? How do we become part of his team? Because he's clearly the kind of guy that cares about his people. So that would be my best advice when it comes to building sustainable sponsorships and also what to give back to your sponsors. First, activity on social media, because, again, gaining exposure. Um and then the biggest thing with there with that as well is like the the logo on fight year is definitely not bad but i know i've had my logo on a number of athletes that have fought on ufc fight pass um just because they've been athletes of mine and they've thrown my logo on their gear and it's never brought me you know a ton of business like nobody's seeing my logo on a fighter's shirt and then being like oh i gotta go find that guy you know what i mean so it's like, it's a good extra thing to add in. But then on top of that, what I would be telling people is like, you know, logo on the fight gear, then like make a posting schedule for social media. So where a lot of people just shout out a company, they're like, oh, go check out, you know, this company that sponsors me. What else can you offer? Offer for them to write a post on your account. So if they have a specific product or service that they want to advertise, get them to write up the script so they know it like they know exactly what you're going to say in the post so that when people come and they see that post advertising a specific supplement or anything they have all the key points that they want in that post 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, you're offering the same thing, but you're offering a level up because you're giving them more value for the money that they're putting in. On top of that as well, when it comes to, you know, having logo, logos and stuff on your fight gear, if you've got merch that you sell outside of the time of the fight, that would be a great thing that you can offer is like, you know, I'll have your logo on the shirts that I'm selling even when I'm not fighting. Like just thinking of different things that it's like businesses want money and they want exposure. So what can you do that's going to drive people towards their business? And what can you do that's going to advertise more for them so they reach more people? Uh, let's see. We got time for one more question. Uh, do, do, do. One more question. All right. Um, so I see a couple of questions coming in about like how to build the gas tank. And guys, if you follow me for more than like eight seconds, you should have that information already <laughs> because that's basically every single one of my posts. Uh, oh, so this is a question that we're gonna go into. It's Dusty again, sorry, one more. How can, how can or should I explain to an old school coach that isn't used to doing SNC that just, uh, and just training skills that SNC is important so they actually understand. So the way I always explain it to athletes, and this is hopefully something that should explain it to coaches as well, is the skills are obviously important. And a lot of coaches, I think, for some reason, believe that, that believe that training strength and conditioning is going to take away from your ability to train your skills, which is just not true when you're doing it correctly. And so the biggest way that I, the best way, sorry, that I explain it to athletes and hopefully explain it to coaches is training skills is obviously number one. We always want to make sure that we have that skills training in, but what strength and conditioning work does when it's done effectively, it is, it, it allows you to execute those skills at a higher level, right? Because what we're building is we're building an athlete. So what we create when it's done properly is we create someone who's stronger, someone who's faster, someone who's more explosive, and someone who can push a higher pace. And so the way I explain it to a coach is if me and my opponent have the exact same skill level, but I'm 10% stronger, 10% faster, 10% more explosive, and I can push a pace for 10% longer, who wins that fight? It's gonna be the guy who has all of that in their corner, right? Whereas if you're just training skill, but you don't have more power from your body, you're capping how explosive you can be and how fast you can be. You get what I'm saying? So that would be the best way that I explain it. Um, unfortunately, there are some coaches that are just very stuck in their ways. This is how we've always done it is one of the stupidest things you can possibly say because, guys, I know Mike Tyson went out for his 10-mile runs every day after dinner, but he fought in the 80s and 90s. We've learned shit since then. Like, just because that's how they did it 30 years ago, it doesn't mean that's how you should do it forever. And like, it feels cool and badass to go with, you know, go for these long runs and all that crap. But like, do you want to feel cool and feel like a badass or do you want to win fights? Like, that's it. And the other way to explain it as well, Dusty, is when it comes to the strength training, like a stronger muscle is harder to injure. So if you have athletes in your gym that are getting hurt, you know, like injuries in the hips, the knees, the shoulders, those are common ones that I see. Then if that muscle is stronger, it's going to take more impact to hurt it. 
And they, the counter that I hear from a lot of these old school coaches, because I get them in my DMs too, telling me that everything I talk about is bullshit, which always just makes me laugh because, well, it's not. <laughs> um, the counter I hear is, well, people injure themselves lifting weights. And I'm like, yes, when they do it incorrectly, just because someone gets hurt while they're lifting, it doesn't mean lifting's bad. It means you don't know how to fucking do it. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, if somebody's telling you like, lifting weights makes you slow or people can get hurt lifting weights or whatever it might be. It's like, yeah, if all you ever do is lift weights and you don't do any fight training and you lift way too high rep, way too heavy, way too often, you're going to get slow. If you add in properly structured strength and conditioning work on top of your skills training while also prioritizing the fight training itself, you're not going to get slow. You're going to get stronger, faster, more explosive, and you're going to be able to push a pace for way longer. So I hope that helps. I hope that gets you through some of those uh, some of those conversations because uh, huh, those ones always frustrate me. But unfortunately, it's the way of the world. Uh, I appreciate all of you guys. I uh, appreciate all of you guys tuning in. That is it for the Q&A. So I appreciate you all being here. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I will catch you on the next episode. And go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day, and I can't wait to see you on the next episode.